Hello everyone. Happy Monday. Thanks for tuning in. Talk Bookish to Me is the podcast where readers gather to talk about books, share recommendations, and chase that five-star feeling. I'm your host, Gwen, and today I'm joined by Lauren. We're here for the second book discussion of the year. Something Wilder by Christina Lauren is a romance story that's perfect for thrill seekers. Former sweethearts team up to find potential treasure in the Utah wilderness, but the only thing more treacherous than the hunt might be their feelings for one another. We're going in depth with our discussion, so if you've read it and you want to hear what we thought or you just want to know if we think you should pick it up, that's what we're here to share. Hi, everyone. I am so happy to be on the Talk Bookish to Me podcast. Thank you so much, Gwen, for asking me to come on. I am a booktuber and a bookstagrammer. Um, My name on both platforms is Lauren Love Reads, so you can find me over there. I read a lot of different genres, but my favorites right now are mysteries and thrillers. I'm getting into Greek mythology, and I read a touch of romance. (laughs) On my YouTube channel, I do lots of reading vlogs, recommendation videos, and I kind of run the gambit with what I put on there. I will have links to Lauren's social media available in the notes of the show. Also, make sure you head over and follow me on Instagram at TalkBookishPodcast, and consider joining the Night Owls on Patreon for just $5 a month. Super special reading vlog of Something Wilder was made available to my patrons yesterday. They get all the juicy behind the scenes stuff and bonus episodes, movie nights, milestone pins, voting power, and more. The next book discussion will be the new Riley Sager book, The House Across the Lake. This was voted on by my patrons. That discussion is scheduled for August 8th. So start making plans to get your copy and read with me. I know it's on a lot of people's most anticipated. So hopefully everybody will be reading it. (laughs) Um, And then before we quickly like get started and stuff, I wanted to mention that Lauren and some of her friends, Liv, Mackenzie, Elizabeth, and Keisha are hosting a summer readathon in just a couple days. It's called... sun's out books out and i'm like i love that so much it's such a cute name um and guys it's coming very very soon so june 20th through june 26th are the dates and they have a bunch of fun activities planned for it so check the show notes for more information i'll have all of it linked down there for you along with lauren's information so i think you're going to want to check it out because it's it's going to be super fun i think i'm so excited for it thank you so much for mentioning that yeah i'm excited of course of course (laughs) all right it's book discussion time the beginning will be spoiler free for those that wanted to check in and hear our brief non-spoilery thoughts um and we will let you know before we hop into spoilers. So Something Wilder released on May 17th. So very much a new release. I knew I wanted to read it right away because it was one of my most anticipated books of the year. And I didn't want to be influenced by any other reader's thoughts. So I knew I wanted to jump on it right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So growing up the daughter of a notorious treasure hunter and absentee father, Lily is left without much patience for the profession or much money in the bank. However, Lily is nothing if not resourceful and now uses Duke's hand-drawn maps to guide tourists on fake treasure hunts through the Red Rock Canyons of Utah. It pays the bills, but doesn't quite leave enough to fulfill her dreams of buying back the ranch her father sold years ago. And definitely not enough to deal with Leo, the man she once loved walking back into her life with a motley crew of friends. 
ready to hit the trails. Frankly, Lily would like to take him out into the wilderness and leave him there. Love that. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. So if you don't know, the author Christina Lauren is actually the pen name of longtime writing partners and best friends, Christina Hobbs and Lauren Billings. Laura Billings has a PhD in neuroscience. And before she made her writing full, her full-time job, she would spend her days doing nerdy research type things, wearing a lab coat and goggles. She is a silly mommy to two littles, wife to one mountain biking, homebrewing scientist, and an unabashed lover of YA and romance. Christina Hobbs used to spend her days in a junior high counseling office surrounded by teenagers. These days, you can find her at her desk writing or watching BTS videos. She lives in Utah with her husband and daughter, thinks she's the luckiest person in the world to write books with her best friend, and is an un unapologetic lover of boy bands and glitter. <laughs> They just sound like the two most I fun know. humans ever. I like, want to know them, you know? I know, like personally. Yeah, exactly. So as you know, if you've ever tuned in to one of my book discussions, I choose a signature cocktail to pair with the book, whether it's like the ingredients or the flavors or just like the aesthetic and look of the cocktail. I think it's super fun to do. Like, I love a good so cocktail. Fun. My listeners love a good cocktail. <laughs> so the signature cocktail for Something Wilder by Christina Lauren is the Sage Gold Rush Cocktail. Like how? I, I love mean, that. How fitting is this cocktail for this book? I mean, Treasure Hunt, Gold Rush, like, hello. Um, <laughs> make sure you check the show notes for the full recipe, or you can find it on Instagram coming soon. My patrons get a printable recipe card for all of the signature cocktails I do. So that's like another little fun addition. Um, if you decide to support me on Patreon. We're jumping into the discussion. Have you read any other Christina Lauren books? And will you read any of their future releases based on your experience with Something Wilder? So they have like a huge backlist. I've only read, well, I've tried to read three. I really read two. I've read The Unhoneymooners and Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating. I really liked both of them. I tried to read The Soulmate Equation and I just couldn't get into it for some reason. So I DNF that one, sadly. But um, I really loved The Unhoneymooners, I think, the most. Um, but yeah, definitely I will pick up their future releases based on my experience with something wilder because I was really surprised with how much I loved it. As of now, I have read 12 <laughs> Christina Lauren novels. That's so amazing. when I say I was anticipating it, I'm like, I was anticipating it, guys. Basically, I have read all of their standalones, including and it's a long list, guys, bear with me. Autobiography, which is actually one of their YAs, Dating You, Hating You, Roomies, Love in Other Words, Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, My Favorite Half Night Stand, The Unhoneymooners, Twice in a Blue Moon, The Honey Don't List, In a Holidays, The Soulmate Equation, and now, of course, Something Wilder. Obviously, you can tell I'm a fan. And yes, of course, I'll continue to pick up their work. I've liked some. I've disliked some. I've absolutely loved some. So I feel like each book is a new chance to become my new favorite. So yeah, I'm going to continue Definitely. to pick up their work forever. <laughs> who would you recommend something wilder to? Definitely someone who likes more substance to their romance, like than just the romance story itself. 
I love the almost mystery element to this novel. Um, someone who likes the second chance romance trope and the adventure aspect was super fun and interesting to me. So if you like that, you might really like this one too. Yeah, definitely. I say someone that's seeking like an adventurous story with a second chance romance element. I know a lot of people don't like second chance romance. I feel like in the romance reader community, there's always people that like certain tropes. And I feel like this is one of the less loved tropes, but I absolutely love this trope. So I definitely recommend, but someone that is hesitant to read romance because of like miscommunication or romance being the only plot, I think you would like this because I don't think that the romance is the only, you know, plot. And there's no miscommunication in this for the most part. I feel like as they think, as the characters are thinking about something, they're also discussing it with the other person. And I think that's super important. If you mm -hmm. like the idea of a Wild West treasure hunt, if you like codes and riddles and clues, like fans of like Tomb Raider, the video game or National Treasure, the movie, I think this I think you would like it. <laughs> Definitely. All right, now let's get into the characters. Were there any characters you specifically liked or disliked? I obviously I loved Leo and Lily. I adored how Lily knew what she wanted and was so focused on working towards getting her ranch back. And she wasn't centering her life around a man. I think we really need more strong women like that in romances, not willing to change themselves to wrap around a man's life. I also really liked Nick or Nicole, Lily's best friend and coworker. She brought a lot of comic relief in times. And again, she was such a strong woman. And I love that. Obviously, I really disliked Terry, but I think you're meant to pretty much despise him from the beginning. So um, also reading how Duke treated his family really made me upset. And I really didn't like his character very much. I know. I agree with the Duke thing for yeah. sure. I mean, even though he wasn't like a part of the story, it was like, mm -hmm. he was in the story, obviously, as Lily's father, but he's like gone now. So he's not yeah. in the story presently. But yeah, I agree mm -hmm. with that. I mean, I was rooting so hard for Lily and Leo. I like how the book opened up with them like 10 years in the past. So you kind of got to see a little bit of it. Um, and I was so happy that it was told in dual POV. So we got both of their perspectives about what happened in the past and what was happening with their feelings as the novel progressed. I wish more romance books did this like consistently. Um, I thought Lily was tough as nails and Leo was very upfront with everything and said, here's how I feel. You don't have to feel the same way, but here's where I am. I love a man that can be like, communicate, you know, your feelings, man. Yes. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I thought, wow, maturity, you know. I also really liked Nick or Nicole. Um, I wish there would have been like a little bit more from like her and her friendship with Lily, but I know that that wasn't obviously the focus of the story. Um, I also really liked Bradley and Walter, um, especially Walter because he truly was a little <laughs> sweet potato. <laughs> um, he really was. And he was. They even refer to him as a sweet potato in the book. Yes. And I was like, that is the perfect, like, little nickname for him. Um, and, of course, I disliked Terry from the moment his name was mentioned. It's like, it says, a man who was never served in the military yet was decked out in full camo gear and carrying a military-grade pack slung over his shoulder. I was like, Ugh. You know, I was like, he is that macho meathead of the group. And I hate 
guys like that so Same. much. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I wasn't supposed to like him. So yeah, they played their characters really well. But yeah, could not stand him. Same. Yeah. So the next question is about the setting. And it's so funny, because I ask this every single book discussion, like, what did you think of the setting? Was it important to the plot? And literally, every single time we're like, it could have been said anywhere, we really didn't care, like it made no like point. But I felt like, okay, this is yeah. the first one. So it's set in like a couple different places, um, Laramie, Wyoming, and Hester, Utah specifically, but like the Red Rock Canyons of Utah. Um, what did you think about that? To be honest, I was not too keen on the setting going into this novel when I heard the synopsis. I really honestly wasn't too keen on like reading this book first just because of where it was set. Um, I wasn't sure if like, quote unquote, being on the ranch or around (laughs) horses would like really be my cup of tea because I was worried I wouldn't get it would get too western if you know what I mean but I ended up really loving it and I felt like I was right there with them in the wilderness on the journey to the treasure but it wasn't cheesy to me um I feel like they did the setting really really well yeah like I said I ask about the setting in every single book (laughs) and this is the first time that I could say like yes absolutely the setting impacted the story was it well done did it absolutely did it actually feel like I was out in the Utah wilderness it did um Mm -hmm. from the floral and fauna to the heat the animals the terrain it all felt real and important to the story itself I've never been to Utah but I have seen pictures and I can tell that the authors like did their homework and stuff like that and like I said um the author is one of the authors is from Utah they know what they're talking about (laughs) yes um so I thought these were a few fun questions have you ever gone on a treasure hunt yourself Well, I haven't done any real treasure hunts, but my mom would put on scavenger hunts for our birthdays growing up. And so that was so much fun um, doing that with my sisters. But I also have done some escape rooms and I really love those, but that's like my extent of treasure hunting. (laughs) Right. I love that your mom did treasure hunts for your birthday. It's so freaking cute. I know. I love escape rooms. So obviously I haven't gone on a real treasure hunt either, unfortunately, but I have done escape rooms with like clues and puzzles to figure out. I've also done like Easter egg hunts. Is that like a treasure hunt? As a kid it is. I did that too. (laughs) And little treasure hunts where you like write a clue on a piece of paper and you go to that clue and then you find another one and then it like leads you to another one and so on and so on until it gives you whatever the treasure is. So is that the kind that your mom did? Yeah. 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 That's so cute. So Easter egg hunts, scavenger hunt notes and escape rooms. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I love it. So maps were a really big part of the story. So I was wondering like how you would do out there. Are you good at reading maps? So, um, I, I mean, okay. So when I go on trips with my husband, I am the navigator because he's not too good at like following maps. He's good at a lot of other things, people, but maps is not as strong suit. So like, I'm always the navigator and like, I like to figure out the best route and all of that good stuff. But like when it comes to elevation or like, I don't know, I feel like I'm not intense about it. You know what I mean? I could not, I could not read the elevation and all of that. Yeah, for paper maps, absolutely not for me. (laughs) Um, Even with my military training, 
I can, without a doubt, say that I would 100% get lost. <laughs> I have <laughs> no idea how to read like elevation and stuff like that in a survival situation. I am GPS all the way. GPS all the way. And my husband gets so frustrated with me because he's very good with like paper maps and stuff like that. Okay. And I'm just like, no, I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. It's too small. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how to work a compass to save my life. <laughs> so wait, so when you guys go on trips, does he like pull out the paper map and try to no. do it? Or do you just do GPS? <laughs> we just do GPS because, yeah. you know, usually he's driving. Yeah. And but even with the G- Okay. I'm really out of myself here. But even with the GPS, like if there's heavy traffic in a certain area, you know, and you have to like reroute yourself another way, uh, I get flustered. Yeah. I can't do mm. it in the moment. I'm like, no, we said we were going this way. We're just following what the GPS says. I don't care. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, well, you've heard those horror stories where people follow the GPS and it leads them to like some crazy place. Like it's not really supposed to lead them. And I was like, I don't care. We're going to follow it. We're going to keep our doors locked and we're all good here. <laughs> like, I just, Have you seen... Are you an Office fan? Yeah. Have you seen the episode with Michael Scott and they're following the GPS and he was like, it said turn left and they like end up in a pond. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That is perfect. I didn't even think about so that. Funny. But yeah, I'm GPS all the way. Um, and I really don't like being the navigator, you know, but I also mm. don't like driving. So you got to pick your battles here, you know. <laughs> um, okay. So I, if you're following me on Instagram at Talk Bookers Podcast, I always ask my followers to submit questions that they'd like us to answer during these discussions. At Lena's Bookshelf asked, where would you rank this in your red Christina Lauren novels? I think that this would come in second for me. I think I liked The Unhoneymooners a little bit more than this, but it's honestly super close. So it's probably number two for me. Wow. Now for me, (laughs) this was such a difficult (laughs) question, Lena. I couldn't immediately like place it amongst its peers. Um, So I definitely had to like go stare at my shelf where I have all of my Christina Lauren novels and actually like think about this question for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, um, at the beginning, this is my 12th <laughs> Christina Lauren novel. So I knew it was like definitely in the top half because I know that there's like specifically three that are like really, really low. Um, it and, and the thing is, I haven't read some. I usually read them the year that they come out. So some of these have come out, you know, several years ago. So mm-hmm. I'm only going based off of like my thoughts and feelings from then, you know, what I remember now. Um mm-hmm. If I had to place it, this is so hard, but I guess it would go in fourth place. So Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, The Unhoneymooners, and Love and Other Words are like my top three. Um, and then, of course, it would be something wilder. Like I said, the thing is, it's been a while since I've read those books. So if I reread them, it might switch around. But I'm happy with fourth place out of 12 books. Like you got fourth. Yeah. That's pretty good, you know? Seriously. So... Are those in order from like number one, two, and three? It's so, I actually did on my YouTube channel, I did a Christina Lauren ranking video. And I think that is the order I put them. Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, um, The Unhoneymooners, and then Love in Other Words. So I think this one would slip in there. But you know what? Like, it's like, I liked them for different reasons. And it's been so long since I've read those three that I'm like, are something water could overtake one and it could be in right. third and then one of them could. So it's really like, I know it's in the top half, you know, for sure. Cause there are some that 
like are my, I would say those four are my favorites. And then there's some that are in the middle, like the Honey Don't List. Um, which other ones would I put in the middle? Mm, in a Holidays, The Soulmate Equation. Those would kind of be in the middle. And then at the bottom would be um, Dating You, Hating You, My Favorite Half Night Stand, um, and one of the other ones but yeah so I definitely have it's kind of like these are my favorites these are these are good too but mm -hmm. these are not good yeah <laughs> don't do it <laughs> um okay listeners if you haven't read the book or you haven't finished the book yet this is the time where I'd like to encourage you to close out today's episode and come back to listen when you've completed the book if you're here and you don't care about spoilers we're moving on to the plot and the pacing yeah, so when I started this book, I really wasn't so sure about the plot. Like I mentioned, I didn't know if a treasure hunt type of book would really be my jam. <laughs> but honestly, it was so much fun. And I really, really enjoyed that aspect of the plot. I think through reading this book, I realized that I love second chance romances. I think you're right, Gwen, when you're talking about how this is not a super well-loved trope. But I'm like, why? It's so good. Mm -hmm. And I, I need to find more books with that in in it. I loved getting the dual POVs from both Leo and Lily's perspective, like what you were talking about. I thought that brought such a deeper aspect to the story. Another thing I loved, there was never an annoying miscommunication trope or miscommunication in the story. I hate it in romances mm -hmm. <laughs> when there's a miscommunication and you find yourself screaming at the characters to just talk to each other. Mm -hmm. And this would be totally, you know, resolved. Um, but as far as the pacing goes, I thought it was great. I felt that the story never was lagging or that it was too much happening at once throughout the story. Yeah, as for the plot, I loved the idea of a romance in the wilderness with lots of adventure thrown in. Sometimes if a romance book is so focused on the romance without anything to like back it up, it can get a little bit boring. And that definitely was not the case with something wilder. As for the pacing, I've always vibed with like the straightforward narrative. There are exceptions, of course, but I tend to enjoy like one timeline beginning to end stories. Um, we do get that prologue to get us started. But then as we learn things about the past, it's told in the current day narrative rather than like a flashback or whatever. Um, I think this is the best way because I don't feel taken out of the main storyline. Rather, it's just like a conversation that the characters are having either like internally or externally. I'm never thinking, okay, but what's happening back at camp, you know, because we're still sitting there right there at camp the entire time. I'm not sure if that like makes sense, but it does to me. <laughs> so um, right from chapter one, we hit the ground running. I thought they did a good job of letting us know like who the important characters were by giving you like just enough information about them, but not like dwelling on it too long. Um, I also enjoyed the dual POVs, as I mentioned before. Um, I never had to wonder like, what's, you know, happening on Leo's side of the story or what's he thinking about Lily? It was right there for me to read. Lots of praise. But now I'll mention something I felt was a little bit lacking. Um, not the treasure hunt per se, but the clues and the puzzles. As many times as it was mentioned in various ways that like, 
riddles and puzzles were a big part of Duke and Lily's relationship, that even Lily would create games for her adventure guide company. We only got to see two of those. And I really enjoyed the puzzles and the clues towards the end of the novel. I just wish that we would have like gotten more throughout the book. Um, Maybe it was a he like a healthy balance, though, because I was started thinking about it a little bit more. And I was like, well, if they had more, would I be complaining? Like, OK, we get it. Like <laughs> you're into puzzles and clues and riddles like we get it. So, um, you know, I also would have liked just a little bit more of Lily and Nicole's friendship. Nicole was witty. And I think they did have a very good like female friendship. And I think that that's overlooked in so many books, um, at least in the books that I've read. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I will say, yeah, I wish that more, I wish that they had more Nicole in the book for sure. All right. What about the writing itself? Christina Lauren's writing is so easy to just fall right into. I was, when I was reading this, it was like a breath of fresh air to me. I feel like their books are just so good if you really need a palate cleanser. I feel like I read this book at just the right time. It was just, yeah, it just felt like a breath of fresh air. Nice. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can tell I love Christina Lauren's writing. Um, maybe it's because they write as a duo. And I think that their books are very like approachable, approachable and entertaining. They're like a great mix of like wit, heart and romance that will have you swooning. They're that perfect, like feel good romantic comedy. Do you have any favorite quotes or passages that stood out? I'm kind of bad about keeping track of quotes, but here's a couple that stood out to me. The first one is, he loved Lily so deeply that it changed his biology. Standing here now, it seemed his love for her hadn't gone away. It had just been vacuum sealed and stored. Back in her presence, the physical memory of his infatuation re was released in a deluge, gasping to life, and adrenaline flooded his bloodstream. Because like, okay, what you were saying about the dual POVs, this is why I loved it, getting Lily's thoughts, but also his thoughts, because, oh. It was just this so man. snooty. You, you just wanted them to be together. You're like, yes, you can do it, guys. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, another one that st stood out to me was, Bradley will be more than happy to tell you that I'm a commitment phobe, but it isn't that. He went quiet, and with nothing else to notice, it was impossible to miss how his pulse had ratcheted higher. I think the problem is that I'm not the kind of person to fall in and out of love. And now her pulse was pounding. The implication landed heavily. But she asked anyways, what do you mean? I mean, I fell in love once and stayed there. Oh, I love Leo. <laughs> that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love Leo so much. <laughs> what about you? Uh did you have any favorite um, quotes? Yeah. So I thought Lily was tough as nails. Her fortitude mm -hmm. was admirable, but she also wanted to be like comfortable and have security in her life. So on page 44, um, it, the quote that I picked out is she loved this wild country, but she wanted a real house with kids and land for horses to run. She wanted to put down roots, but growing roots wasn't easy in the desert. And I was like, oh, oh I love that. <laughs> My favorite quotes and passages, though, are when Leo is thinking about Lily or expressing his feelings to her. He's just <laughs> so like upfront and also like in awe of her. You can definitely yes. tell he's never stopped loving her. Um, on page 68, quote, now she was here and his blood felt electric for the first time in a decade, his head awash with anticipation and guilt and something else hurt, 
belated confusion. Why hadn't she ever called him back? After years of actively working not to obsess about where she was and what she was doing, envious of some imaginary man who got who got to love her and live the life he wanted. And here he was face to face with his first love in the middle of nowhere desert. Leo had no idea how to proceed. Like everything was fine. (laughs) I loved it. And on page 70, wave after wave of realization left Leo wondering if he would ever get over the fact that it was Lily right there. Lily Wilder was just right there. (laughs) I loved how real that moment felt when they saw each other it's like I felt you know when it like cold sweat comes over you yes oh my gosh there's someone there that you recognize or whatever but I could just feel it I love that quote too absolutely and the last one I'll share is from page 237 and it's basically the same quote that you shared it's just a little bit extended um so Leo and Lily are asking each other if they have someone in their lives like a girlfriend or a wife that sort of thing and Leo comments that he's dated a little but Bradley will be more than happy to tell you that I'm a commitment phobe but it isn't like that I think the problem is that I'm not the kind of person to fall in and out of love so then Lily asks what do you mean? And he says, I mean, I fell in love once and stayed there. And here's the extended part. You don't have to feel the same. I'm just explaining where I am. It seems important to not leave anything unsaid. I get chill bumps again. I know. (laughs) I just, that right there to say like, you don't have to feel the same way. You don't even have to tell me how you feel, but this is where I am. And like, I'm just laying it all out there. I love a guy that is in touch with his feelings. And I feel like he is 100% in touch with his feelings. Yes. I just loved how he laid it all out there and was like, not afraid. And yeah, but he needed to tell her where he was. I just love that. I know. I just, oh, I get all like gushy about it, you know? I know. We're gushing. We really, really are. Um, Okay. So what did you think about the ending? I was actually so shocked about Bradley being a part of the Lost Boys, which also is a super creepy name, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, Definitely wasn't surprised that Terry was bad and actually was there to steal the treasure. I also loved that Lily and Leo went on the final journey to the cabin together to find the treasure. I loved also that her dad had ingrained the Morse code so much into Lily's head that it was kind of like a nervous tick, unconscious nervous tick for her. And the fact that Leo picked up on it, I was like, what? (laughs) I really, really loved how Leo and Lily just clicked so well together, like a puzzle piece themselves. I loved it. Yeah. Also, like you, I was not shocked at all that Terry was a douchebag, like, yeah, and planned on finding the treasure. Um, but I was also shocked that Bradley was also in on it, and that mm-hmm. it was actually Terry who planned the trip. That also surprised me because it was always Leo and Bradley that planned the trips. But it seemed like, oh, last minute, I asked Terry if he wanted to come. So I was totally shocked by that too. And mm-hmm. I did find it creepy that the Lost Boys were like tracking Lily and Leo the entire time I agree about the name totally creepy I get the Peter Pan reference I get it guys I know but just in this context super creepy um and I loved when Leo and um he faked that riddle and the answer to send them in the wrong direction I was like he's really smart that's so brilliant yeah and such a smart guy 
And then I really liked the final clues, of course, leading Lily and Leo to the treasure. And like you said, that little Morse code thing that he like picked up on. I was like, oh, he's paying attention to her, you know? I was like, he's really in touch. He's really in touch. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, (laughs) So final thoughts. Um, What could have made it better or anything else like you wanted to touch on? I think I already said this, but I I did want more of Nicole. Um, I get it, though, because... Some people, I would, I read some reviews and some people were saying this wasn't a romance book. This is like more adventure and like based on this group of people, which maybe that's why I liked it more because there mm-hmm. was more to it. But anyways, I personally would have loved to see more of Nicole. Um, I just love their friendship. Um, yeah. And I was sad when she was just kind of gone half halfway mm-hmm. in the book, but that's pretty much my only complaint. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, even it was a couple more pages because she was just so witty and so funny. And yeah, I loved her too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I wanted more puzzles, like I said, and more on-page friendship between Lily and Nicole because it was so strong. All right, now it's the moment of truth. (laughs) Your rating and how did you enjoy the book overall? I think I'm going to give it 4.5 stars. I loved it. And it surprised me how much I loved it. Um, I, but it didn't quite get to the five star feeling for me. It was really, really close though, (laughs) but I highly recommend it. If you like rom-coms, I adore the puzzles and the riddles, but I do, I think I do see what you mean of like wanting a little, like a tad bit more of that. Um, I kind of brought, it kind of brought like a mystery element to the book, which I love. Yeah, we're both like thriller mystery readers. So anytime you can throw a little bit of that in there, like we're down. (laughs) Um, Immediately upon finishing it, I knew I decided to rate it like four stars right off the bat. I would have rated it like a 4.5, but I'm only doing whole star ratings this year. I did like half stars and all that previously. So this year I'm sticking to whole star ratings, (laughs) keeping it simple because then I start splitting hairs, you know, I'm like, is it a (laughs) 4.75? So I decided, you know what, I'm making it easy on myself. I'm going with whole star ratings this year year and I'm sticking to it so four stars from me um I feel like when a book is a five star you immediately get that five star feeling like there's no doubt like everybody around you can tell that it's a five star book um (laughs) and I didn't quite have that feeling with this one um though I really really enjoyed it and I would 100% recommend it I think what ultimately made me land on a four stars is that I could feel Leo's feelings about Lily like dripping off the page, but Lily was a little bit more guarded and it left me wondering like, did she love Leo as much as he loved her? You know, um, it was definitely a fun adventure type read with some romance thrown in, not something I've really read before. But now I know I'm a fan. So (laughs) there's that. So that concludes our discussion of Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. Thank you for reading and discussing this with me, Lauren. I'm so happy we both loved it. (laughs) I know. Thank you so much for having me, Gwen. It was so much fun. And you helped me discover a new romance trope I adore, which is second chance romances. So I'll definitely be asking you later for recommendations. Love and Other Words by Christina okay. Warren. <laughs> okay, okay. That's my next one then. <laughs> Talk Focus to Me is a bi-weekly podcast bringing you book discussions, recommendations, literary topics galore. Follow me on Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast. Rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Also, the links for Patreon is in the show notes, along with the links for Lauren's social media. Don't forget, she has a summer readathon coming up. The signature cocktail recipe will be linked down there as well. Until next time, guys, happy reading.